Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey guys, on a monorail, and we're heading over to Magic Kingdom. I can't wait to go to a character breakfast. You joining me, Chris? Ah, uh, yeah, about that, Alex. I'm gonna get off at this stop. Actually, I got to cut it short. I really can't afford that anymore. You're not coming to character breakfast. You're going home. No, I, I've been spending a lot of money. You know, I just got that house, and uh -huh. I just found out it's not the safest neighborhood. So I figured, oh, I should invest in some gargoyles. Gargoyles? Yeah, not only does it fight evil spirits away, uh, if an intruder tries to break in at night, uh, they will come to life and defeat them. I don't know how good that would be a defense. If I saw a gargoyle, I'll just come back during the day. <laughs> Welcome to episode 217 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm one year gargoyles, Alex. And I'm Chris. Today we'll be in his on gargoyles. That would have been weird if we weren't, actually. It was a big, <laughs> big curveball. <laughs> um, if you were part of our goof troop, and if you're not, I don't know what you're waiting for, because it's as little as $2 a month, and you get opportunities to be in our Discord server, talk to other adults who love Disney. You can watch us record live on Tuesdays or on Wednesdays. Today is a Thursday. But you can see all the extra stuff that happens in between the takes. You can be part of our, our blog that we're doing nowadays. You can post in there. Great blog. I recommend you look over, go uh, watch it. And how can you get that to GroofTube? You go to our link tree. That's on all our social media. And from there, you can find our links to our Patreon as well as our blog. And T Public, we can get some Diz His merch. Um, and you know, you get a part of this community that has been growing since we started the podcast almost four years ago, right? Four years. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Right around there. Yeah. Yeah. Four years ago, and uh, it's a uh, it's a fun community. A lot of people, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, I would say seventy five percent of the people who joined the Goof Troop have been a Goof Troop since they joined. So it's not a lot of turnover ratio. Probably more than 75. I'm just being generous, though. I don't want to be like 99%, but it's a high number for sure. And if you want to get in contact with Alex or I, you can contact us at dizhispod at gmail.com. You know, send us what you're eating for breakfast. Send us what you're eating for dinner, lunch. We don't, we're not, you know, we're not picky about, about these emails. We just like to get emails. Uh, if, it's a, if it's about the podcast, that's even better. But mm -hmm. again, we're not picky. We don't care. Then also, if you haven't already, go and give the podcast a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or Google podcast platforms, if we deserve it. Yeah, if, if we, we deserve it. it. If we deserve it. And that doing that is really helpful for the podcast to grow. Um, I mean, we're not small. We're also not big. You know, we're, I would say we're a small medium. Yeah, we're medium. Mm -hmm. We're medium. I would like to be a uh, medium large. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be nice. I don't want to be super big. No, nah, I, don't mm, want to do, I don't want to do that. No, very uncomfortable. No. Um, but hey, enough of all that nonsense. Let's get to the episode, which is Gargoyles, which I don't know if you know this, but it was an animated series that ran on the Disney Channel for, the, for its first two seasons. And then for its third season, it was on ABC Network. It's a series about gargoyles coming to life during the night to fight monsters. And it aired 78 episodes through its three seasons. And still... As a strong cult following, Gargoyles is synonymous with the mid-90s Disney cartoon era and holds a special place in many 
people's hearts. You know what's Chris? weird? Go ahead. Yeah. No, you go ahead. You sound like you had an interesting thing. Well, I was just going to say, if you showed this um, show to anybody, like if you aired a few episodes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at somebody's house or whatever, and you asked them, what network do you think this aired on? I think everybody's going to say either Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. I, Fox. Or Fox, but not Disney, right? Like, I, no. I don't think anybody would guess that this aired on Disney. That's true. And in the history, you'll find some information out about why that might be the case. Why did it not look like a Disney cartoon? You know, why was it something that looked like something that could be on Fox? Yeah, very interested to dive into this. Yes, Alex. You're young. I am. Younger than me. Did you watch Gargoyles? I have. Yeah, Gargoyles. It was the reruns, but Gargoyles Mm -hmm. was still very heavily on the Disney Channel when I would watch. And I, I think I've talked about this before. I didn't grow up with Disney channel. I would watch Disney channel when I'd go to my grandparents' house. They had it. <laughs> so I would yeah, watch like all the, uh, you know, so I, I got a nice dose of Disney. And I think I said this before they lived in Florida. I thought Disney channel was only a thing you could get in Florida because of Disney world. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, gargoyles was one of those shows. It did scare me when I was younger. I was a little young when I was watching. Mm-hmm. I was probably like four or five years old. But it was yeah. a cool it was a cool looking show and it was very different. Like I, I remember it so vividly because it was just so different than all the rest. Yeah, I liked Gargoyles growing up. Uh watched a lot of animated cartoons in the nineties. Uh loved a lot of other shows, other networks, but I also did like Gargoyles. I don't remember too much of the third season. I remember the first season pretty good. The second season was in or out because it was so much, but mm-hmm. I definitely was a fan of Gargoyles growing up. Had some action figures as well. Um, so Gargoyles was a thing I enjoyed and uh, again, deep dive into the history was fun to look back on information regarding it. And you know what? We always say that we look for a topic and we're like, man, can we do an episode on this? And I was thinking Gargoyles, like I was like, oh, what is there going to be about Gargoyles? It's not a lot. And there's a good amount. Like I did not get to a chance. I didn't get a chance to do a synopsis of the show because there's enough history for it. Wow. We have three good paragraphs here, as we usually do, three paragraphs. And, you know, when I have to do filler, I do synop- I do like t- describing who's in the show. Right. And what I didn't do that. So if you don't know what gargoyles are, like you don't understand any of the characters, I'm not going to describe what the characters look like. So maybe you want to go ahead and look, you know, Google image gargoyles to see what we're talking about. Um, because I'm not, no point will I describe which characters who and who are they and what they look like because it's all about the history of the making of gargoyles one two and third season oh i'm excited i didn't know that yeah yeah now now, do you get into how they came back to life then so then you came back to life yeah so you didn't in your synopsis you don't talk about the current i did not i want to talk about that real quick because i thought that was really cool um so in like I don't know, the 900s, I think they were um, they were cursed to be yes, gargoyles 900s. and they were not ala- they would not turn back to life until they lived above the clouds or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, and like a billionaire bought the the castle and had them put on his skyscraper. So they were above the clouds. So that's why the curse was broken. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, pretty funny. Indeed, the um, the billionaire and Xenatos. There, it reminds the reason I thought that was so funny is there was this curse in Philadelphia, and um, what the William Penn's hat was very um superstitious, right? So William Penn is on the top of the um 
uh, downtown. It was, the, it was the tallest building in the in the city back when the city was first made. And they were saying that you could not build a building taller than William Penn's hat. Well, the Comcast building, Comcast, a big cable company, came and they built a skyscraper, obviously decades and decades and decades after. But um, the Comcast was the official sponsor of the Phillies. So when the Phillies went to the World Series, they put a little William Penn figure on top of the Comcast tower so that it wasn't taller than William Penn's hat. And they won the World Series that year. But I just I just thought that was really funny that, you know, statues above the clouds and stuff being cursed and and things like that. I just thought it was pretty cool. That is that is, that is a funny story. Yeah, that is funny. But yes, they put it on a giant tower in New York City. And of course, it's above the clouds. And the spells is released, which means now they can come to life at night and defend the city from various monsters that comes out at night. Let's get to the his on gargoyles. We live again. Gargoyles animated series has four people who are considered the creators of the show itself. Michael Reeves, Bryn Chandler Reeves, Steve Perry, and Greg Wiseman. Greg Wiseman was a Disney development executive and pitched his idea for a Gargoyles comedy adventure series to CEO Michael Eisner. The series was greenlit with it turning into more of an action drama. The husband and wife team of Michael and Bryn Reeves wrote 12 of the first 13 episodes of season one of Gargoyles. The last episode was written by Steve Perry. All three of them were formerly writers for Batman the Animated Series, with Michael winning an Emmy and Bryn being nominated for an Emmy. The fact that the Reeves and Perry had formerly worked on Batman was not a coincidence. Disney wanted to challenge the afternoon cartoon juggernaut Fox Kids. Disney needed an edgy animated series to challenge Batman and X-Men. Wiseman's idea of a group of Scottish gargoyles that turned to stone during the day, but at night helped fight monsters, was perfect. Wiseman was an English writing teacher before he worked for Disney, so his concept for the series was greatly inspired by the work of Shakespeare. Characters in the show were even named after Shakespeare characters like Macbeth, Puck, and Titania. Shakespeare's theme helped drive the story arc, taking concepts from Midsummer Night's Dream, Merchant of Venice, and Othello. Another feature that helped carry the strong Shakespeare themes was the actors chosen to portray the characters on the show. Wiseman and the Reeves gave Disney their pilot episode, but it had so much potential and depth that the pilot was broken up into what became the first five episodes. The 13 episodes were made by a small team behind the creativity of Wiseman, Perry, and Reeves. It took 10 months to write 13 scripts, board 13 scripts, and animate 13 scripts, with these scripts overlapping due to the time crunch. After the first 13 episodes were finished, within the 10th month schedule, Buena Vista Television ordered a second season of 13 episodes. This was all before the first episode aired. Gargoyles aired on the Disney Channel on October 24, 1994. The five-part series, Awakening, aired nightly until the 28th, and then Gargoyles aired weekly on Fridays. The show was a great success with the market Disney was trying to hit. It even became a great resource for selling toys, with the action figure becoming the number one sold boys toy in the United States. Wow, first of all, a lot of stuff that I would never even imagine. So I what I can imagine is that the same people who worked on Batman did this. Um, you got people, winged people, winged vigilantes uh, saving the city at nighttime. I think about that. I so. was like, there's a lot of shadowing. There's a lot of darkness. I think about winged vigilantes. <laughs> um, it says that they're stoned during the day. Could you imagine just if, if there was an episode of them just during the day? 
it just be like it just be a, a still shot of them on <laughs> yeah, the tower sure. it'd be pretty boring uh imagine like, a, an, like an episode during like an eclipse or something where it was like you know what i mean like longer days or shorter days anyway batman the animated series was one of my favorite shows growing up great great show great show and it makes sense with the success of that show that the people that came from there you know had success with this show as well again very similar concepts very similar but different because you have that dark uh city cityscape with um crime and stuff like that just like batman but you have a totally different twist on it being fantasy medieval type stuff um now do we know the person who bought the gargoyles could it have been bruce wayne oh oh uh, maybe david xanatos is his alias you never know he got a little too old didn't want to fight crime anymore found out about the curse i was like ah, oh, let me just lift these guys above the clouds so they can do the fighting for me yeah and i think it's funny that they um i, I know in some episodes there's like whole there's plots about where they land but they mm-hmm. always try to make sure they land in the same spot where they were before because they're not supposed to move so by the time sun comes they have to be back to their original location in the same pose it's kind of like a like a very hardcore toy story oh yeah yeah right yeah mm-hmm. for sure now watching this as a kid um i was no english major right so the whole shakespeare thing did not reach me at all i did not understand any of that when they're saying like it's a it's an in-depth arc and there's a lot of story behind it like I just watched gargoyles beat up bad guys. Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, well, who, what audience were they trying to reach with that? Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it helped. Maybe that was why it was so entertaining as a kid, because it did have good story arc. But I know as a kid, I'm not like, you know, oh, man, I watch gargoyles because it's so in depth and it really makes you think. <laughs> it, that's why I love revisiting stuff like this when we're adults, because you get to see the purpose behind these things like like you said gargoyles beating people up was awesome when you were younger right but what we didn't appreciate was all the other stuff and maybe that's what separates things that are for kids and things that are timeless like you always talk about bluey because bluey is not just a entertaining show like there's a deeper Mm -hmm. meaning to it but it's it's interesting enough to keep a kid's attention and it's funny enough to keep a kid's attention but they have those underlying stories intertwined that keeps the attention of adults too and maybe that's why Mm -hmm. gargoyles and and other shows like gargoyles just have had uh major success because it's not just a kid's show there's there it can be just a kid's show but at first glance and you can be entertaining and sell a bunch of toys and merchandise but then it holds up because you can go back and watch it when you're older because now i want to rewatch this like now now i'm really interested in this uh, you know storytelling and stuff like that and uh now i want to go back and rewatch it you know mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if i can't i always tell christina i say i can't wait for our kids to start watching older animes or older cartoons yeah. because they have much more interesting stories you know versus the little ones watch like pj mask like, right interesting there it's fun but like i want them to watch like x-men mm-hmm. and ninja turtles right and stuff. yeah and uh i can't wait for them to get a little older and Gargoyles will be on that list for sure of things I will show them and try to watch the whole entire series with them. Yeah, it's like a show with substance instead of, like you said, a PJ Masks where it's, you take that as face value. Like they're trying to do something and that's it. There's no underlying, you know, story arc behind PJ Masks. And then when I watch it, I'll be like, hey, that's from Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, hold, I'll pull back my paper that I'm reading and be like, oh, Shakespeare. 
So there's something there's something interesting in here. They became the top selling toy for boys. That, yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's hard. Yeah. In the mid 90s, top selling toy like that's that's really difficult in 94 or 95 yeah. whenever their, their toys were selling out. I mean, that's crazy. I think that's incredible. Um, I would love to take a look back at popular toys in the 90s, but you're talking like that was the Renaissance time period in Disney. So it's like you're, I mean, you're competing with all these. I guess it was the stereotypical girl movies, though, that were being yeah. like mm-hmm. Little Mermaid and well, that was 89. But, but Aladdin. Aladdin. I don't know if boys were rushing to get Aladdin I don't know toys. What, I, don't know what, I don't know what Aladdin toys were out yeah, there Yeah, that's the thing. Then. I don't know. But like. But, but Batman, Batman, sure. X Men, uh, you know. I mean, X Men, yeah, yeah. It's just incredible that gargoyles of all things. And can you imagine, like, taking, say, you're a, a grandparent in the '90s, taking your grandson, but, oh, I want this gargoyle toy. Like, what do you what? Like, you have no idea what gargoyles, gargoyles are. <laughs> uh, gargoyles, they're like medieval times now. Yeah, I think that they're like like their parents are bringing like their 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 child up like in a satanic. Uh, <laughs> religion or something because <laughs> that's it's it's weird gargoyles is not synonymous with like can, this is the only time gargoyles were ever cool for kids exactly like, yeah. it's, there's no other time. boring pieces of art yeah and scary pulls the water away from a certain area in a castle uh spoiler alert i didn't know that you didn't know that that's what they're used for never never even crossed my mind yeah they they it's just like a like a gutter? Yeah, a gutter. Never knew that. Makes sense, though. Yeah, it's just like a gutter. I'm going to put them on my house. That's actually a great idea. Get yeah, rid of the put gutters. On. Put some gargoyles. gutters. Yeah. Gargoyles. Shoot the water over. Over. I think they also were used uh, to pour, like, hot things down onto enemies as well. So not just a gutter. Interesting. You know, because some of them... Some of them are just... But a lot of them are just, just there. They're also supposed to protect the building, you know, from, like evil spirits so like they were like from crime yeah yeah <laughs> someone's like i'm gonna rob that house wait it has gargoyles <laughs> uh, anyway, i'm not i'm gonna go back to the way make sure you go when it's light out <laughs> disney quickly saw the potential in the dark action thriller and demanded for the next season to be 52 episodes long to start in the fall of 95 disney wanted the gargoyles to air nightly which gave Wiseman and his team 10 months to produce the 52 episodes. Wiseman and his crew told Buena Vista that they could not produce that many episodes in that short amount of time, but the company refused to listen, so the only solution was to quadruple the staff. Wiseman met with Eisner, who wanted to discuss the potential of Disney buying Marvel Comics. Eisner wanted to challenge Warner Brothers, who owned DC Comics, and wanted Gargoyles to leave the comic war. With this idea, Wiseman and the rest of the writing staff started to develop storylines that could lead to spinoffs and pilots, which could be used for TV or comic books. During the time between the wrap-up of production and the series finale being aired, Disney as a company had gone through a lot of changes. Disney president and CEO Frank Wells passed away in a helicopter crash, leaving Katzenberg and Eisner battling for control. Katzenberg left Disney to co-find DreamWorks. Other bosses to the crew for Gargoyles left as well, which left the Reeves and Perry not too sure about the future of the show, so they packed up and moved on. Also during this time, Disney had purchased ABC, so Disney ordered 13 episodes of Gargoyles to now be aired on Saturday morning on ABC. The third season of Gargoyles was named Gargoyles the Goliath Chronicles. Wiseman was the only one still around and helped write the season opener, 
but Wiseman did not feel confident with his product since the show had to meet different broadcast standards and practices. Wiseman went to meet with Disney to discuss his concerns, and Disney decided to remove Wiseman from the project, putting Canadian studio named Nelvana in charge of the show. Gargoyles Season 3, which is referred to as Gargoyles World Tour, drew the Gargoyles globetrotting to meet other Gargoyles clans, premiered on September 7, 1996. If this all wasn't enough to destroy the great series, the coverage of the trial of O.J. Simpson conquered much of the ratings. And once that was done, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers had grown into the most popular action kids show in America, destroying the audience ratings for its competitor, Gargoyles. Gargoyles was canceled after its last episode aired on February 15, 1997. Yeah, I mean, between the powers of O.J. Simpson and the Power Rangers, it's tough. That is yeah. tough. Yeah, for sure. But... All like all this stuff was very interesting. How, I mean, imagine if Gargoyle, if the Disney hadn't changed, not hands, but right, if people hadn't left Disney and then the writers hadn't left Gargoyles, I wonder if Gargoyles would have ran longer than three seasons. Yeah, you gotta wonder, um, because it was having so much success. Why do you just end something that has that much success? I think that it was just the classic case of just oversaturation or over trying to overproduce something that was mildly successful because it was it was a success but it wasn't like a you know the next power rangers i mean it was it wasn't something that was here for the next however many years a couple Still decades right exactly so um so i think that they're 52 episodes season two is insane so crazy to me when i saw that i was like what 52 episodes in one season me and my wife are watching shows and they are 10 episodes at most live action but still even animated is even harder than live action right and even network shows um network cartoons uh or i'm not sure about cartoons but network shows like a long seasons like 24 episodes not 52 and, and they have e not easier but they have more technology to help make the product faster right 52 episodes in what was it 10 months 10 oh, months they didn't, all, they didn't make it all in 10 months because you know, they would make some and then air some while they're making more. But still, like, it's an insane idea to be like, oh, let's have 52 episodes a season. Like, that's it's insane. So oversaturation, possibly. But I think also the fact that, you know, the three head writers for the first two seasons left before you go into third season definitely affected the show for sure. That only happened sure. because of the bosses and Disney leaving and people were like, well, this seems like a sinking ship. I'm getting out of here. I don't know about you, but with me and TV shows, I enjoy like when I hear that a series that I really love is ending after their fourth or fifth season. I'm excited about it because you don't have that. Uh, I call it like the Dexter effect. I don't know if you've ever seen Dexter where they yeah. go eight seasons and it's just like the last four seasons you're only watching because you just love the characters. There's just no more substance left. I wonder. I liked all of Dexter. Well, you're the only one. <laughs> Except for the season finale. Yeah, no, but like these shows, they have such great compelling stories. So you have a show like Gargoyles, it's 13 episodes, and the, the story is probably really rich, right? You've watched mm -hmm. The Clone Wars, right? Yes. You know, there's like those just filler episodes. Like, oh man, I, I feel like I don't even have to watch that one, you know? No. 
Oh, there's definitely filler show, filler episodes in the there's Clone Wars. Filler episodes, but I feel like they're still really good. They're fine, but they're they, they, but what I'm saying is they don't contribute to the main story sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And that's only like a 20 episode season or less than that. Now, if you have but, 52 episodes, how many filler episodes? This is, you got to figure there's got to be a ton of filler episodes in a 52 episode season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Mandalorian had filler episodes. Remember, they had side quests, and those are great episodes. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying with again, you have one or two with fifty two. How many? You know, it's gonna. Yeah. I think it's gonna be very easy to be disinterested, uh, or, or fed up when you. Again, this is for kids, but that going back to the history, you know, the first paragraph, the story is what made this show so good. How do you tell that same rich story over the course of fifty two episodes? Yeah, no, that's definitely difficult to produce an arc. I mean, you'd have to have different arcs. You'd probably have to have a mid-season, almost like a mid-season finale. Yeah. You know, to cut that in half so it's not the same thing the whole way through. But yeah, I for sure see that. But then for a network to be like, okay, let's have 12 episodes. Okay, now we need 52. They'd be like, now let's do 13 next season. Like, that's insane. Crazy. Obviously, they didn't feel comfortable in it as well. But like, why? Because, I mean, they were popular. After the first season, right. the second season was must have been popular. So I wonder why they also said, OK, we're going to pull back the, the pedal on this. Is it because they also were like, ah, maybe this is going to work out because the three head writers left. Very, very strange. It, it's a it's a shame, like you said, that what could have been with this show, because I'm really curious what could have been with Gargoyles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially because they did they did in the second season allow all those spinoffs. So like even if it was let's say it was four seasons long, mm-hmm. then they could start another series yeah. with a different gargoyle somewhere else. Yeah. And, and you know, what's weird is we don't get those, uh, like we, we talked about on here, uh, power Rangers and, oh, and even the OJ Simpson trial, you have a reboot <laughs> of power Rangers. You also have a reboot of the OJ Simpson trial, essentially with the, se- <laughs> with the series, with the series, they come out with, with Cuba Gooding Jr. Right. So even, <laughs> look, even OJ, even the OJ Simpson trial is going to love in the, <laughs> around our time. Imagine the gargoyles came out again. <laughs> And they were overran by the O.J. Simpson <laughs> TV series. And then, of course, Power Rangers is still going on. Maybe that's why they're waiting. Maybe, maybe that's why we haven't gotten a reboot yet. Because like, now it's this can't happen again. <laughs> why isn't this having flashbacks? <laughs> Gargoyles may have sputtered out with his third season, but his success helped Disney move a lot of product and merch. Kenner released a series of 22 5-inch action figures, along with two vehicles and a castle. Parker Brothers produced a collectible card game named Gargoyle Stone Warriors Battle Card Game. Also in 1995, Tiger Electronics released the video game Gargoyle's Night Flight for Game Boy. At Disney's 2022 D23, they announced a remastered version of the game was in production with a release date not confirmed. The Gargoyle characters are on mobile apps like Disney Sorcerer's Arena, Disney Heroes, and Disney Emoji Blitz. After Wiseman was removed from Gargoyles, the television series, he did get a deal done with Marvel Comics and Disney to produce a Gargoyles comic book. There were only 11 issues produced and sold before Marvel canceled it. Despite the appearance of Gargoyles not retaining fans, this was proven to be untrue in 1997 when fans organized the first gathering of the Gargoyles in Manhattan. Wiseman and the voice actor for the main character Goliath, Keith David, attended the convention. The gathering of Gargoyles has been held every year all over the United States. Wiseman, with the help of Gargoyles believers and fans, 
released Gargoyles the Comics, produced by Slave Labor Graphics in 2006. Wiseman wrote the comic book as a sequel to the animated series Season 1 and 2, negating the whole third season. The comic series ran into in 2008, when Slave Labor Graphics had to stop paying Disney for the license fee due to it being heavily increased. Dynamite Entertainment did republish the comics in 2023 with a new series named Gargoyles Dark Ages, acting as a prequel, taking place in the year 971. In 2009, IGN ranked Gargoyles 45th place on the top 100 animated series of all time. Discussion of the Gargoyles live-action film has been discussed at Disney, but so far, all fans can be happy about is that in 2019, all three seasons of Gargoyles were added to Disney+. Plus. Um, first of all, I just want to address the elephant in the room. Slave Labor Graphics? Who would, yeah. who would name their company Slave Labor Graphics? I think it was, I mean, I'd hope so, but I would imagine it's probably a Boba Fett thing. You think so? I would hope so. Hmm. Well, one thing you did not talk about in this paragraph having to do with games is because uh-huh. I, I have seen this game a lot at Target. You probably have, too. It's a Gargoyles board game. Oh, no, I have not. It's called Gargoyles Awakening. It came out in 2021. Ravensburger, uh-huh. I would assume, makes it because they make all uh-huh. the Disney games. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, it's Ravensburger. Oh, you know what? I think I have seen it. Um, bring the Gargoyles cartoon to life as you battle Xanatos and Demona. So that's kind of cool that they did bring, they brought it back. Um, I was on Netflix the other day. Uh-huh. And there's this not po- Disney. No, but it ties in. There's this Pokemon movie on there called Mewtwo Strikes Back. Have you seen that on there? It's a different animation style. No, because I remember Mewtwo Strikes Back in the 90s right. when it came out in theaters. I don't know if this is remastered or if it's a totally new idea, but the the animation style is like the 3D animation style. I can like compare it to like a like a Pixar type. You know what I mean? It's not really? like, yeah, it's not, it's not hand drawn. It's CGI, like, um, you know, Pixar mm. style. And, um, I watched a couple minutes of it the other morning and it was like, wow, this is really, really cool. Cause you're taking an old idea and updating it, but staying true to what it is. So wh- what I'm saying is I think gargoyles would be amazing instead of doing a live action, doing a, mm-hmm. a doing an animated style like that, like clone wars. I don't know why I described it as, um, Pixar because clone wars is the same thing. Um, yeah. But give me something like that. It, it, but if you do mm-hmm. see this Pokemon one, you'll see why I, I made reference to that, because the detail in it is way better than the, the Clone Wars animation. Uh, it's just like it looks it looks great. But Gargoyles would be awesome like that. I don't need a live action Gargoyles, though. No, I don't think a live action Gargoyles would do very well. I don't think I don't think I mean, live action is fun, but when you have to over CGI it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think I think it'd be a little too much. Just keep it all I think cartoon. A, a really nice animated series would be cool. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I, I would love to see something. I, I wish they would have continued with the comic books. Comic books are such a good idea to elaborate on, like the backstories of characters and and stuff. It's crazy they they canceled it. Like it's what happened to gargoyles. Well, they canceled it because they couldn't afford the fees anymore, the licensing fees got raised so they had to cancel it right but okay who's in charge of raising the licensing fees disney right right so it's mm-hmm. like okay so you raise the licensing fees and make no money you know what i mean like it's like they just it seems like they just fumbled gargoyles the series and the the ip just totally like it just doesn't mm-hmm. seem like i don't know uh, it was so popular and then all of a sudden boom nothing you're it's being taken from here taken from there it's just crazy to me yeah 
couple fun facts when I was looking this up. Uh, Patrick Stewart almost was Goliath, which is kind of cool. Really? Yeah, the voice of Goliath. Yep. And the bad guy um, is his his name is uh, Goliath spelled backwards. Yes. But the it, H was that the robot? Um, it's his twin brother, I believe. Oh, I don't. I remember there being a robot version of Goliath. Yeah, no, I I, I believe it's. I, I believe that. it said it was the twin, and the, uh, the T and the H is not like um backwards because it wouldn't be pronounced right. right. But yeah, but yeah. it's it's pretty. I do. I I did read that. That's funny. Yeah, there's just a lot of cool little fun um tidbits about that. And a couple years ago, you and I played that Sorcerer's Arena, and I remember Demona was one of my favorite mm-hmm. characters in that game. Oh, really? Yeah, she was like one of my uh, starting five or however many there were. Yeah, I do remember playing that game. And yeah, they were in there. And it's fun seeing their IP used, you know, in other places. And I think if you don't want to do a series or a movie, a game would be great. I I think so, too. Who doesn't love a Batman game? Who doesn't love a Spider-Man game? But instead make it, you know, Gargoyles. Absolutely. I in 2023, I think it'd be very hard to revamp gargoyles without um without like having a show again or having a movie give me just an hour-long special of gargoyles or something i don't care but uh give me something man it's, it's just totally wiped off the the like history of disney essentially like you don't see this anywhere except for you know maybe the ravensburger game i think that was the latest update i mean the latest appearance of them i, I don't i would say so i don't think and that's you know I wonder how well that's selling. Maybe if people are age, but I can't see people buying that for their kids these days, you know? Yeah. And you have to be a big fan because those games are not cheap. You're right. Like 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I was going to say 40, 60 bucks, but yeah. Yeah. It's, um, no, you're right. They don't even have, they're not even featured in the game Villainous. Like there's no gargoyles and Villainous. Oh, that's true. That would have been a good idea to introduce. That would have been a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool. One of our patrons just said, uh, bring them to Marvel Snap. I don't know how that worked because uh, they weren't official Disney. They weren't. Oh, they were Marvel. They that were is Marvel for, you know, they for what was it, 11 issues? They were Marvel. So uh, they could bring them to, uh, they could definitely do characters in Marvel Snap. Um, how about this meeting every year called the Gathering of the Gargoyles? That sounds, that sounds like a good time. It sounds awesome. It sounds weird and amazing at the same time. Now, does it only take place between sundown and sunup? It would have to. It would have to. Or it wouldn't be right. canon. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It can only take place at nighttime. Yeah. It cannot happen. And then what happens is if you do not leave the area by sunrise, they execute you. And that's the only thing they can do. I think that's more than fair. Right? I yeah. mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. The first two seasons of Gargoyles aired in the Republic of Ireland on weekday afternoons starting on January 6, 1997. Buena Vista Home video released on VHS and Laserdisc, Gargoyles the movie The Heroes Awaken, which is the first five episodes put together. Recurring characters on the show had a lot in common. The majority of them were voiced by Star Trek alumni. Jonathan Frakes voiced David Zanatos, and Maria Sirides voiced Demona. Others are LeVar Burton, Michael Dorn, Kate Mulgrew, Nichelle Nichols, Brent Spiner, Avery Brooks, and Cole Meany. 
the United States, reruns of Girls aired on Toon Disney, Disney XD, and ABC Family. Some well-known voices heard on Gargoyles are Tim Curry, Edward Asner, Bill Fagerbeck, Tom Wilson, Laura San Giacomo, and John Reese davis Um, if you saw, I don't know if you know who John Reese davis is. I don't. But if you saw his face, you'd be like, okay, that's like a, that's an actor, and he played Macbeth, uh, which makes sense because he is an actor. Um, Tom Wilson was buff. In uh, Back to the Future, you got Tim Curry, which you know who Tim Curry is. That guy's terrifying. Edward Asner, he was one of the main characters. He played, he played um, Hudson, one of the gargoyles, uh, the older gargoyle. And you know Edward Hasn. Everyone knows Edward Asner, which is crazy. They got such a big name to be part of the show, and I love that they got all these Star Trek people because you just said John Stewart was almost Patrick Stewart you know, was yeah. almost. Patrick Stewart is almost Goliath. Jonathan Stewart oh. is busy running for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> well, you got all these Star Trek alumni, which I don't understand why that is. Like, why is there so much Star Trek characters, people from Star Trek voicing characters? But it's awesome. Yeah. Um, the voice for Goliath, Keith David. I mean, you you can recognize that voice, right? I mean, if you look at a picture of him, you know what he looks like. But also, he's voiced so many people. Um, I think the most recent one is he voices the president and Rick and Morty, I believe. Ah, that's funny. Yeah, he does. Um, so that's a voice that everyone knows. And then you got all these other people who are voice actors. Like, um, Broadway was, like I said, Bill Fagerbach. Do you know who Bill Fagerbach is? I do not. He voiced Patrick Starr. No way, really? Yeah, that's, that's the guy who voiced Broadway oh, the wow. whole entire series. So a lot of, a lot of good names. Not including, not just including the ones that right. were um, from Star Trek, which I think is part of why, you know, having all these actors is why, you know, this arc and I guess storytelling really came to life. Yeah. All this Shakespearean nonsense that we didn't know nothing about because we were kids when we watched it. Yeah, nothing. That's awesome. That's really interesting. We hear Disney's think that Gargoyles was an awesome series. It's an amazing story, fun characters, and awesome art really captured the kids' market in the mid-90s. If Disney hadn't messed up the series from season 2 to 3, Gargoyles could have become a great franchise leading into the 21st century. Light up your magic with Disney-scented candles from Three Cheeky Chicks. Their candles capture the essence of your favorite Disney resorts and food, from the fresh smell of the Wilderness Lodge to the delicious smell of Ohana bread pudding. Each candle is hand-poured with the finest ingredients and crafted to perfection, making them the perfect addition to any Disney's fan's collection. Whether you're looking to create a cozy atmosphere in your home or give a unique and magical gift, their candles are sure to bring a touch of Disney magic to your life. So why wait? Light up your world with three Cheeky Chicks Disney candles today. Use promo code DizHiz20. Visit MagicallyScented.com and use promo code DizHiz20. Hey guys, want to hear something cool? Do you want to be part of the Goof Troop? Our Goof Troop is the best, and a way to help support the show. You get access to our wonderful giveaways, Discord chat, and you can join for only $2 a month. In our Discord chat, you can interact with the hosts and some of our great members. There are Disney-themed games in our chat, streams from the park, we have a special Spotify playlist. Overall, we just have a lot of fun. You also get access to our live shows, which can sometimes be a little crazy. Once again, help support the show for as low as $2 a month and join the Goof Troop. Just go to DizHiz.com and on top, there's a link.
Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. All right, so right now we are about to give away a Steamboat Willie 100th Anniversary Funko Pop. Putting 30 seconds on the clock, we have all the names of our Patreon members slotted, and away we go. So, gonna co- oh my gosh, I hear the quacking in my headset. It scared me. Do you really? Yeah, I thought I turned the sound <laughs> effects off. So we do have uh, some ducks Ooh. off to a strong start yep. here. Tara, Jared, yeah, Tara Sean. being one of them. We got Bandit Adam coming from the back. We got an old man, Sarah, coming from the back. Oh, oh who's this? Tara. Oh, Another Tara. Tara. Like a number 16 duck. Tara. Tara's uh, making a strong push here. We got Amelia on the bottom, pink. Oh, who's going to Oh, and there it goes. Tara by a duck bill. Oh, it was longer than that. She won by almost a whole duck body. That was impressive. Tara destroyed the competition. Naked, and too. So she's no get, costume. Yeah, no costume. So she will be getting... The prize, which we will be ordering and shipping directly to her. Yes, congratulations, Tara. I'll get in contact with you before you hear this. So, and if you want to be available, if you want to get in on these opportunities to win things from us, you just have to go over to our link tree, go to our Patreon, and join for a little two dollars a month. Yeah, congratulations. We'll do way more uh, fun giveaways like this. I want to do a lot more of these Amazon giveaways, so I can just get these shipped directly to you guys and. Two days or less. Uh, this message is not sponsored by Amazon. They don't need our money. <laughs> not a sponsor. So this week in Disney, I don't have too much to talk about. But Chris, do you have some stuff to talk about? Yeah, I actually have a good amount. Um, on Monday, I got a surgery to repair my Achilles tendon. So I've mm-hmm. been uh, down for the count since then. So I've been, um, you know, I, I was on some pain medicine for the first couple of days. So I wasn't able to concentrate a lot on on shows. But leading up to my surgery, I had to keep my leg elevated as well. So I was, again, down for the count. So I finally was able to watch the Muppets movie from 2011. What? Yeah. I love that movie. I love so do you love the songs? It was a near perfect movie, Alex. Wow. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you go know this people, but Chris seems like a positive guy. He seems like a yes man. You know, he's always like yes and kind of guy, but he's actually a pretty tough 
movie clear critic. I am. I get mad when I watch bad movies. I feel like I'm wasting my time. Like I'm very yeah. hard on movies. The Muppets movie, 2011, was like I said, a near perfect movie. I'm afraid to watch Muppets Most Wanted because I have no idea how they could get even as close to as good as the story they wrote for the 2011 Muppets movie. I have not seen Muppets Most Wanted. I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. Yeah, I'm just prepared that it's not going to be as good. Um, but I'm also prepared that it's going to be fun because it's the Muppets, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's hard to make a sequel to that movie, which was amazing. Amazing. It was so good. The story behind it was just so good. The Muppet, getting the Muppets back because it was like real life. Like it was like the Muppets were gone for all these years and them coming back. It was like a, it was just a really, really good movie. That was not the only Disney movie I watched this week. I also what? watched Lightyear, finally. You haven't seen Lightyear yet? I have not seen Lightyear yet. That's a movie I wanted to see Ryan, in theaters. Where's the picture? Yob down in 2024. <laughs> Alex, I loved Lightyear. I don't, it's good, right? I don't know what all the negative. Um, I don't understand about. either. And you know what? I told my wife, I said, oh, Chris watched, finally watched Lightyear. And she goes, it's okay. I said, what? It was great. I loved it. I, I love oh. the beginning. Yeah. I think it was very entertaining in the middle, and the ending was pretty good. Yeah, it was just a solid. Chris Evans did an amazing, amazing part as uh, as Buzz. And um, I ordered a socks stuffed animal. I have a socks, uh, the socks, no the way. cat. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I, I, I again, <laughs> I was I was uh, I was on some pain medicine. When I was watching this movie, so is that why I bought socks? Probably, probably, but I don't regret it. Um, socks was the funniest part of the movie. Every time yeah. socks is on the screen, I was laughing hysterically. Yes. Yeah. Um, as as we record this, like I said, I need to keep my leg elevated. So how do I, how am I keeping my leg elevated? I bought an alien squishmallow, the alien from Toy Story. So that <laughs> so that's something else I did this week in Disney <laughs> is uh, ordering all these plushes, uh, Disney plushes. Dude, is that your first squishmallow? Um, I did get a Pikachu squishmallow for the office, but I'd never. Don't you love it. squishmallows? Oh, they're the best. They are the best. My kids have some squishmallows, and they're so comfortable. Yeah, I understand now. That's all I have to say. Is I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. only other Disney thing that oh my gosh, there's so much I know that I will be doing this week. I haven't touched yet though. Is um, my sister and her boyfriend were nice enough to like, make me a little care package, and they bought mm-hmm. me a Baby Groot Lego set. What? Yeah, so I'll be making a little uh, Baby Groot. Uh, it comes with the, you. You make the cassette tape and everything. So oh, for like the opening scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. From Guardians too. Uh, so I'm cool. really excited to to make that. Uh, I'm also really excited because that's a great segue into what you did this week in Disney, Alex. I was just about to say that is a great that's a great segue into what I did this week in Disney. And we're recording on Thursday. Usually record on Wednesday, but we had to record on Thursday just so Chris could have some time to recover um, before we recorded. I know you're like, oh, you guys talk, but you know, <laughs> he had to get his situation set up and everything. But I was happy because that allowed my wife and I on Wednesday the day it came out to Disney Plus which was the second of this month, watched Guardians Galaxy 3, which we have not seen yet, and we have been dying to watch it because we've heard so many good things. And it lived up to the hype. It is an awesome movie from beginning to end. It was great. Um, did not cry. People said I was going to cry. I did not cry. Um, want to live out there. want to let everyone know I stay strong. <laughs> uh, but it was a very good movie. 
I am very sad that it may be the last. Mm-hmm. Even though on the end they said Star Lord will be back. Yeah. But then today I was told that that's something they do in the comics. As they say, Star Lord will be back. So I'm wondering, well, will he actually be back? Or are they just paying homage to the comic book still? I don't think so, Alex. I think that um, I think I saw some things online that they are very interested in uh, doing a, a Star Lord centered movie about him getting reacclimated to Earth. I, you know, why wouldn't you? You have a you have a star in Chris Pratt just hanging in the rafters there. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Really? Because yeah, I think instead of watching that. I think I'd much rather watch the new Guardians led by Rocket Raccoon. I would much rather watch a movie of Star-Lord and a TV series of the new of the new Guardians led by Rocket. That is You know what? I'm not mad at that because a TV series is longer than a movie. Exactly. Imagine Mandalorian essentially but with them. Like all just doing all these side quests and stuff as uh, finding figuring out how to be how to lead the Guardians. Yeah. I think I think that would be a great series. Because, um, you know, it was funny because when we first started watching the movie, the opening scene is a guy flying through space, um, a gold guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, the, only yeah. reason, <laughs> the only reason I knew who he was is because of Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> because someone told me that this character's in the movie. And I was like, oh, that's who it was. So my wife's like, who's that? I'm like, oh, that's Adam. It's Warlock. Adam Warlock. And I go. And so we're watching the movie. Right. And the beginning scene, like. He goes to town on the whole entire crew. <laughs> my wife's like, oh, my God, are they going to die right now? And because, like, he's going to town. And um, that was really sad. Dude, it was crazy how, like, he, like, broke uh, what's your face's arm um, and went and destroyed Nebula, who went back in pieces, uh, really hurt uh, Batista. Yeah. Why I'm, like, Drax. Drax. Why I'm so I don't know why names leave me when we I'm haven't seen the them. movie in a while <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so like he really went after them and i was like man why is this card sucking marvel snap because <laughs> he's so powerful but his card in marvel snap is garbage it was it was one of the greatest entrances in the mcu it is the song great. and everything i also like the, the guy who's playing him oh great I like him. I think he's. He, I think the character is really funny. I'm glad that at the end they show him again. Yeah. I'm gonna try not to give too much because Ryan Zay is going to watch it tomorrow. Fun fact: I have Adam Warlock's mom's autograph. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I I, I pulled it in one of the Marvel packs that I was opening. I have. Oh, so it's it's her character, her, her signing character. of her character. Yes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, oh, cool. you see. Okay. Um. So yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the movie was really good. Um. So many different levels of stuff going on in the movie. So much comedy. So, so funny. So funny from beginning to end. The difference between this movie and the other two is this wasn't a good comedy movie. It was a good movie. Yes. Like, I don't know. They're all good movies. No, but like this one was like, this one felt different. This one felt like, this one felt powerful. You know, like this one didn't feel like just a funny movie. It felt like, it felt like a powerful movie. Right. It it had a more in- it had a more um, vulnerable story to tell. Yes, it was very impactful. I thought it was the best I mean, one. I thought it was the, the best written Guardians movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Could have been. Um, but I definitely think it's hilarious and awesome. And I'm really glad to watch it. Sad that there may not ever be a Guardians 4. Hoping there will be. And um, I'm, really, I, I'm 
I wish I saw it in theaters because I think it would have been fun to see in theaters for sure. Yeah, well, I'm glad you liked it because it was, I really, it's one of those movies where I watched and then uh, I always sleep on it and then I, me and my friend text each other and like, well, what, you know, what was wrong with this movie? I couldn't find really anything I didn't like with the movie. Like, there was just nothing that I, to this day, it was just a very enjoyable, well-written, good movie. But that's just what you get with James Gunn now. You know what I mean? It's just like, especially with all those, these actors that have worked with him for so long, everybody knows their role, and, um, and, and they just love James Gunn, and everybody just performs so well together. Yeah. And I think um, it was funny because I talked about I didn't cry, and I was talking to my coworker the day before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I'm gonna watch. Oh, the day of, I was like, I'm gonna watch Guardians tonight. He's like, Oh my god, you're gonna cry. I'm like, I'm not going to. I don't cry during movies. He's like, That's because you have no soul. Because you're a ginger. I said, Hey, I'm not I'm half ginger. <laughs> and um, then I was like watching the movie, and at the end, I was like, I wonder what scene he cried at because I don't know which scene would be the most tearful. Right. Because there's plenty throughout the whole movie, and of course, I'm talking about the scenes with Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. And his backstory. There's plenty of sad things that happen through the movie. And I don't know which one he was talking about. I actually meant to ask him today and I totally forgot. I think there's an undisputed sad part in the movie. Saddest part in the movie. When they're Is that the beginning? The, the, the middle one of the, the end? one of the flashback scenes. I'll just put it as I know. That. Beginning, middle, or end of the movie. Um, I guess it's the middle of the movie. The middle. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but the end of the movie. Yeah, the, the end's actually sad too. There's definitely a lot of parts you can get choked up on. But that's mm-hmm. that's when you know a movie's good is when you're considering being upset over a CGI raccoon. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Voiced by Bradley Cooper. Like, that's how you know they really did their, their job. Um, other than that, I really didn't do much else in Disney. Good, because we're running out of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I'm glad you liked it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you finally got to see it. Yeah. Um, but next week on Diz His, we're going to be doing history on the teacups ride. I know it's been a while since we did a ride episode. So Chris and I put our head together and said, what episode should we do about? And we decided we're going to do the teacups. That's a great ride. We haven't done a history on it yet. And, you know, a little fun tidbit that I'm going to give you now. And I'll hold the rest for our next episode. But during Disney's Disneyland's 50th anniversary, they installed a special golden teacup. Just for the anniversary. Wow. One more fun fact, Alex. They're actually not real teacups. What? Yeah, people forget that. You serious? Yep. Not lying. Uh, I, do, you, do you go on this ride, Chris? Uh, maybe when I was little. But not now as an adult? No, I would never. You would never? Nah, dude. That's, I, I can just spin around in a circle and, on my own time. I love this ride. I love spinning in circles. So I do love this yeah. ride. Yeah, I wish I did. It's iconic. But uh, I respect the ride. I just keep, I won't ride it. And so I have a kid. <laughs> well, we'll get more in depth on Chris's hatred for teacups uh, <laughs> next week. But until then, please consider becoming a Patreon member. Head to our social medias. Leave comments. Leave likes. Message us on Instagram or Twitter if you like. Head over to our Facebook if you want to. You could also go to our link tree. Get to our T public to buy merchandise. And like I said earlier, you could join our Patreon for little as $2 a month. And also from there, you get to our blog. The blog is free for people to look at. But if you're a member, you can also write as well. Well, that's the His on Gargoyles. I'm Alex. And I'm Chris. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. <laughs>